Hello everyone, I am Justin Borns, your host, and welcome to Branching Out, a show where we talk about how to become the best version of yourself and how to live this one life we have to the fullest. We will share tips, techniques, and stories to challenge our way of thinking and to help us get to the next level. Now today, I got another great show. I'm going to get a, a personal with you guys. I might cry a little bit, but we'll get through it, alright? Um, but as always, man, if y'all haven't caught any of my previous shows, please go to Anchor. Um, it'll be down there in the comments or if it's on Facebook or any other of my social media sites, it'll be down below or on the side. And you also can keep up with me, um, on my Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash why not me life. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash why not me life. That'll also be in the comments or below. Today, guys, we will be discussing or the topic today is love sick. Um, this is one that touches, you know, my heart. It, it really pains me, but, you know, I, I want to get through it and I want to help others get through it as well because it's something that, you know, a lot of people go through. A lot of people are going through now or a lot of people will go through it. So just to kind of share my own personal story with it and also just give you kind of pointers on how to get past it because right now I am currently going through it and we'll get into it. But as always, I like to start with quotes, man. So we'll jump into these quotes right now. Um, the first one is the fact that the world, the fact that the word lovesick is this, that the simple absence of a person can make you feel physically ill says a great deal about the terrible power of the human heart. And that's by Bu Taplin. The next one is by Nina George. She says, and yes, being lovesick is like being in mourning because you die because your future dies and you with it. There is hurting time. It lasts for so long, but it gets better. I know that now. Like I said, that's by Nina George. And this last one, a little bit of humor in it, but it's just it's a song um, that I liked before. Um, and I listened to it, but I, I didn't relate to it, but I just loved the vibe of the song. It was a great song, and I'm like, man, I love that song, but I, I can't relate to that right now. Right now, I relate, and it hurts. And this is by Post Malone. It's his song, I Fall Apart. Um, and it's just this, this a smaller part where he says, she told me that I'm not enough and she left me with a broken heart. She fooled me twice and it's all my fault. She cut too deep and now she left me scarred. And man, I'm feeling those lyrics more than anything right now. Um, because guys, simply being lovesick, uh, to kind of get a definition of it, or, you know, to, to describe it, it's a, it's a state of feeling down and blue, Right. Because you're either longing for love, missing a loved one who is far away, or wanting love again badly after a breakup. The opposite of love struck, being love sick, means you feel a sense of yearning, anxiety about not having a loving companion. And wanting badly to be in love or within a loving relationship again. And that, I mean, that's, that's truer than true. And I... I've been going through, I've been making videos these last couple days. I've been running, I've been hanging out with my son. I've been doing so many things, but on the inside, I still feel myself dying. And I know what I'm doing. I'm grieving. That's what I'm going through, you know. I'm going through divorce right now. Never in a million years that I thought I'd go through divorce. Not with the person I went through. And they, they stated it too. You know, divorce is not an option. We'll work through it. I mean, that's something that we talked about. And the way that it has been done... You know, the way that the, this whole process has been done, is it, it, it kills me. It hurts me so much. Uh, just the way that it has been, you know, um, approached and, you know, not feeling like it's coming from two sides or we've been together for so long just to say I'm done and I'm, I'm walking out. We're not going to try everything to fix it. I'm just done. 
And it hurts on both sides because I understand it. You know, I don't understand what the other person is going through, but I like to try to put myself in their shoes and be like, okay, if they truly unhappy, definitely get out of that. Right. But the person that they left destroyed, it, it, it kills them, too. Right. And and I understand those uh, those those people that's going through it. And I see people, and I used to talk to people that was went through it. I ain't went through it personally. This is my first big heartbreak, but I'm, I'm grieving. It feels like I have lost a loved one. And the, the first time I felt this is when I lost my dad when I was 13 years old. And I remember what that felt like. And I went through, you know, that, that stage of where I was acting up because I was grieving. And this time, grieving, I'm an adult now. I have a, a six-year-old son and, you know, I got a lot of a lot of good friends and support and that's what's been helping me stay up right now is the support because i I actually feel like the movie you know the the romantic movie that you watch and you know that person then got broken up with and they go on the couch and grab them a bucket of ice cream and they sit there and they cry and they watch uh sad movies and stuff that's kind of what i feel like oh they drink oh they at the bar the guy's at the bar he just had a bad breakup he at the bar he's drinking himself i feel like that i feel like doing all of those things but i i haven't and I'm trying not to, but I feel like it. I feel like it. I, I don't want to move on because the person that I was with, I loved them with all my heart. I told myself that I didn't want to be an ordinary guy in this relationship. I wanted to be different. I wanted to praise this person when I was around them and when I wasn't around them. And I made sure I did that. Everybody I ever talked to, they knew about my uh, my significant other. They knew about him and they knew how I felt about him. Um, and that was for me to uplift them. And not only around others, but I, I praise them in front of them. And what I have learned, like, that's not enough because you don't know what a person is going through. You just don't. You don't you don't know how they feel. That's why communication is key in relationships. Key. You have to talk. You have to speak. You have to let a person know because with me, because uh, with that person, they stated that it's been going on for years. But for me knowing, it only been going on for five, six months in my mind. So it feels like it's sudden and it's it just happened and it's it and it's terrible and i feel i feel sick right i feel hurt and not only that not only by the way that they did it that they broke up with me right i'm being broke up with is that they they threw my character and everything under the bus accused me of so many different things that i know i would never do in a million years in a million years i never do those things and that kills me too because we shared so many things. I know this person in and out and that person should know me in and out. And they know my character. They know what I'm about. They know what I came from and how I got to this point. I know where they came from and how they got to this point. And it kills me. It kills me in relationships uh, or it kills me when I hear people in relationships um, that I know that has been just straight up terrible. Right. And they fight for that person. And that person is being terrible to him. Like, you know, the other side of that person is just like they, you should definitely leave. But they fight for it. I know I have been not a perfect person in this relationship, but I have given it all I got. And I, I have always put my pride aside and admit when I have done wrong and wanted to make myself better. I continue to reinvent myself. And I love that person. Flaws and all. No matter what, I love that person for who they are. Uh, who they were I, they're just me that's how i knew and i don't love soft i love hard so this is this is hurting me more than anything because it's like i ain't, i'm going through like losing that loved one again like my dad it's like i'm going through that and i'm grieving hard and this is the way that i can vent one way that i can vent and i've been doing it other ways just to keep myself up and i'm still finding myself barely barely standing on the surface of the water right i still feel like i'm drowning even with all the support I got, and thank you guys. Seriously, I'm, I'm I'm telling all these people, and I've been I've been thanking them for a long time. Um, every chance every chance I get, I thank everybody that reached out to me and provided me with support going through this. Seriously, but this is what this podcast is about to give you support to to share my story to help you get through it, and it's not to knock the other person because I still love them. And I, I hated myself for that because I still love him. I still I still got a lot of love for him. And even with all that stuff that has been getting thrown at me and, the, you know, not just not just the dumping part, but like I said, just attacking my character and saying I'm this and saying I'm that and then walking around like it's nothing bothering them. I still help them when they need it without saying nothing, anything. I'm there for that person no matter what. 
And it kills me. It killed me today to see him. I just wanted to cry and cry and cry and cry. That's what I wanted to do. And that what kills me because I have to see this person for the rest of my life because we share a child together. And it's going to hurt me. And I wish nothing ill on this person. I wish them nothing but happiness and to go out there and live their life. But it kills me knowing that I have to keep seeing this person that I never fell out of love with. And a lot of people, you know, you know, they say, you know, get over it. They wasn't good for you. This day, I, I, I understand that. I hear you. But it's hard. It's, it's easier said than done because it's in your head, especially with being in a relationship for 13 years. You have memories that just start flooding you because you're grieving. You have songs. Every song you hear is about what you're going through. Every TV show that you see is about what you're going through. Every movie. Every commercial, everybody you talk to, it seemed like since the brain, the brain then triggered that pain that you got. So everything that you see and hear now relates to it. And it don't make me feel no better. So I have to see this person over and over and act like everything's good. And it's not. I have to talk to people that I love, act like everything's good. But it's not. But I know by just not sitting up there soaking in it over and over because I don't want to talk about it. You know, I, I, I ain't talked about it a lot. And I wanted to share this podcast because I felt it in my heart that, man, this pain is unbelievably hard to deal with. And it's been hurting me as much as it possibly have because I'm still not over it. Like I said, it's still fresh. This is a fresh cut and it's going to be there for a long time. You know, I probably never get over it. Just like death of my dad, I never really got over that. I just learned to live with it. So I'm going to have to learn how to live with this. And that's the toughest part of it. Just knowing, especially if you're going through, uh, if you're the one that been dumped, right? You don't want to been dumped and you have to sit there and pick up your pieces, especially when you got a child and you share all these memories, share all these things. And you see this person and they all happy. They jolly. They achieving their goals. Like, you know, they doing the things that we had already talked about. Like this person is eating right and getting to their health goals, which we've been aiming for for many, many, many years just trying to get them there and making them become the better person, you know, become more of themselves that, you know, that we've been pushing together. It hurts me to see that because I'm not with them to go through that journey now. I'm happy for them. And I pray that that continues. But it, when you the one that's dumping and hurt, you want them to feel the pain that you feel. You want them to hurt. I understand that. Because I'm hurt and I know I'm a good human being. I know I'm a, the thought of me. I love being a husband. I love being a father. I love being a father. But I love being a husband because that 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 was me creating my own little family, especially you know where I raised, you know, having my my biological father wasn't there. I had a stepfather that stepped in and another stepfather, you know, so it was kind of crazy. And I always just wanted my own little family and say, I'm gonna take care of what I have to take care of in my family to make sure we stay together and we're gonna create a family. So I love being a husband, I love spoiling. I loved spoiling my wife. I loved being there for her. I loved that we get to share memories and do all these things. And I knew I would hella hot water. I would. I'm telling you, I would have. I would continue to fight for our relationship. That's how I felt. With nothing in my mind already before I even married this person because of what I went through in my past. In my mind, nothing in this world would be able to break me from that person. That's the. That was my approach. And I felt like we was on. I thought we was on the same page because that person kind of shared the same thoughts. Well, you would have to break up with me because the dating scene is kind of crazy. Blah blah blah. You you put up with this that. You know we were joking, but that's. But it was like a, a real thing behind it too that I I wouldn't leave without trying every single thing, and I communicated that with that person. Like they they knew they knew exactly how I felt. And with this being thrown out there and the way that they carried themselves and the way that this didn't happen and just all this craziness that's going on, it's, it kills me. It kills me on side for everybody that's involved, especially my son. Right. And I'm just fighting through. And I wanted to make this, like I said, this podcast is for just the, the grievers. Right, and that's for those other people too. If you dumped somebody out there, just understand that you—that's a human being. Understand that you did just dump a human being, and the feelings that go along with it. It's not easy, and I'm pretty sure it wasn't easy for you as well. 
as much as we think, <laughs> you know, the the one that's grieving, when you, you when you see the actions of another person, you don't, don't look like they're grieving. I know deep down inside they still have love. I mean, it's been a lot of tough things that've been said on I, both sides, and you have to push past it. I have a lot of, like I said, I have a lot of great support. They gave me a lot of great advice, um, even family members uh, from the other person's side, and everything. They gave me great advice, and and I appreciate it. But when you're grieving, you don't care. That's just like depression. You don't care what the things that you have to, you know, you have to do, or the things that you have to say, and you don't care. You just you don't want to. You don't feel like getting out of bed. The things that you love doing, you don't want to do it no more. You're stuck, and that's what I feel like. I'm grieving. I'm stuck. I don't want to do any of the things. I don't want to talk to my family. I make myself. I don't want to talk to friends. I don't want to do anything social. But I know I need to do those things because I don't need to isolate myself. That's going to be one of the things that I share uh, a little bit later. You have to get out. You you cannot isolate yourself. It's only going to make it worse. I mean, that's what you feel like doing because you don't want to be around jolly, happy people. You don't want to be around people telling you the things that you know you're supposed to be doing. You don't want to do those things. You want to grieve. You know, you just want to be to yourself. And that's what I feel like. Because all I'm doing is replaying. You know, when you isolate yourself, you start to replay all these things, hurtful things. That's been said because they fresh and all the hurtful things that the person then said to me like they wish they would have never fell in love with me or they never loved me. Oh, yeah, you did your best. Just just know that you did your best and it didn't work. I'm leaving, you know, or stop wearing their ring and stop doing all these other things without telling you nothing. Just start doing these things. Start talking to other people more than they talking to you. It's it just it got to the point where it just got so crazy. I didn't know what to do. And I was scrambling and I made myself sick. I got myself very, very sick. And I hate, you know, I hate sharing my personal life. That's another thing that I hated doing. I don't like putting myself on blast or anybody else on blast. And that's not what this is about. I'm not putting that person on blast like I said before. And I want to make sure this is understood. I still love that person. I wish them the best. I really do. Them and their family. All of it, you know. This is a painful situation for everybody involved. I cannot say that enough. But I want to specifically make this for the people that are grieving. Because this pain that I'm feeling and I'm sitting here soaking in every single day, I feel less and less of myself. Every single day that I see that person, I hurt. I want to cry. You know, I want to. I'm angry. All those things, I feel it. And and I want those people that going that's going through it, that just that still just have to go through a normal life, that still got bills. To pay, still got to do things, got to still live a normal life and life goes on. You got to keep moving forward for those people. I love you. I really do. Even when you don't think that you're loved or and all those things. And this this may not do much, but I'm telling you, I love you. You are important. You do matter. Like I know I matter. And I, I had all these thoughts and these are thoughts, right? When you when you're grieving, and you hurt, and you're going through pain. Thoughts start to kind of consume you. Your brain start to, you know. Do things because, like I said, you're starting to reminisce a little bit on the memories, the things that y'all did share, all the things that she did say and the stuff that's just not adding up, you know, on my end, stuff that's just not adding up to what ended up, you know, doing being the breakup. But you think about all the memories, all the conversation, all the stuff that was said and it just it don't add up. And all I want is what I'm saying is a person wants closure and I may not never get that closure that I seek. And I have to be able to live with that. I got to be able to move forward. So my thoughts start to kind of start to go negative and depressing. Where I start thinking like maybe I don't, it's too, it's too, it hurts too bad. I don't want to be here no more. And these are thoughts. So any of my family and friends that listen to these, these are just thoughts you go through. And I know the people that I have been talking to, I know y'all understand it. I have thought about it. I, man, maybe I just don't want to be here. It hurts too bad. Losing somebody else that I truly love. And I couldn't do nothing to stop it. That I feel like it it wasn't justified. You know, I feel like it wasn't fought for. I feel like everything wasn't done to save it. And it's just done. I I did. I feel like I just wanted to be done. I I was done with it. I was done. I felt like, man, I I just want to end it. I don't want to be here no more. It hurts too bad to lose somebody else like that. I was preparing myself for this mentally for a lot of different other things, you know, family death, people that you really love, knowing that that's going to happen and kind of preparing yourself. But, you, you know, you only compare yourself so much. This one caught me off guard. It wasn't expected. It. 
one thing I knew that was solid in my mind was my relationship. So I can go through things no matter what, well, you know, job bouncing, trying to discover who I am because I wasn't, you know, truly raised by one single man to understand how to do this or how to do that or, you know, understand your emotions and all that. I wasn't taught all those things. Those things I had to learn. I had great family members and they still support me and I love them to death. But I wasn't taught a lot of those things that I seek. And I had to go out and learn those things. And I, I learned them in my, in my in my marriage, in my relationship. But I integrated those in my marriage. So when this hit me, when this person was saying that, oh, well, I don't think I feel love for you no more. I'm done. That that broke me. That broke me down in so many different ways because I haven't always felt love for that person. I haven't always wanted to be in the marriage or in a relationship. I had I had bad days, but in my mind I knew that I'm gonna fight for this. I'm not just gonna throw this away. It's more than just a marriage to me now. That was my best friend. That was my best friend, and it felt like I was stabbed in the back. It felt like everything that was communicated was, it felt like I was lied to and all these conspiracy theories and all these other things start coming out and, and then my mind start going all different ways. Like, is, is, is it, you know, is it cheating? It, I, I feel better if I knew what was going on. And like I said, I may never ever have that closure and I have to move on. And I wanted to share this story on my podcast because it's the way that I vent. I have to vent. I don't, I don't, I just wanted to release this. And hoping that this can be a step towards me, you know, getting better. I know I'm going to have up and down days. I know there's a long road ahead of me with with recovering. But I know it's possible. I know my son is counting, you know, he, he needs me to get better and not soak. I need me to not sit here and soak. Other people need me to not sit there and soak. And I, I, and I, and I think about that daily. I think about that all day. But I'm hurting. This hurts. It stinks. I'm grieving. I hate this pain. Right? So I know with those thoughts, like I was saying earlier, before I went on a little tangent there, but I did. I did think about it. I wanted to end it. I didn't want to be I didn't want to be here no more. I didn't want to feel this pain that I feel. I didn't want to go through this exact pain right now. I didn't. And that's what life does. Life ain't going to be convenient to you. It ain't going to just happen when you want it to, how you want it to. It just That's life. It's going to hit. It just depends on how you respond to it, your mindset, your perspective. That will get you. But when you're grieving, if your mindset ain't really set up and you don't got a good support cast or you ain't allowing your support cast to help you, then yeah, man, you're going to continue to go down that tunnel. And I know that with me, this is part of me releasing it, that... I know I couldn't stay in that mindset or I would have acted out on, I don't want to be here no more. I'm done. This person don't care about me. They only care about themselves. They don't, they don't care about the life that they feel like they, the life that they're destroying. They didn't want to try everything to save it and go through the ups and downs of what a relationship really is. They didn't really commit to it. They really just was here. And just because it didn't fit Whatever is supposed to look like in their mind, they just running. That's what I feel like, and that's what I I think that that happened. I'm gonna do I'm gonna do it on my own because I don't want to be with this person that I created a child with, and all these memories and ups and downs that this person was this that. And it, it to me that kills me. It it kills me for a person to feel like, well, that's not a human being no more. It's all about me. Because if I I could have did that a million times over, and I'm a guy, and that's why I want to speak on it. Because I'm a guy, and I ain't talked to many guys in relationships and stuff, and you know, all guys ain't the best, all women ain't the best, but the ones I ain't talked to the most is guys, you know, they go through it, you know, they look at other women, they they may cheat or anything like that, man, I was locked in on my wife, I wouldn't even bat an eye at another girl, I was that locked in, because I wanted her, I wanted her to be happy, and I'd do anything to make that happen. So even in my unhappiness, when things were happening that wasn't that wasn't fitting what I wanted in a relationship, you know what I did? I piled probably piled it for that day, maybe two days or whatever. But eventually, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna mold myself in this relationship, right? Because it ain't just about me. It's about us. It's about two individuals that's gonna come together in this relationship and be willing to sacrifice a lot of things 
to make it work. And I was willing to do that. Every time something happened that was didn't that didn't look good on you know my end, or like oh well this just changed about me. I had I um I adapted to it. I evolved. And that what kills me because I'm like, what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? I wanted to be that guy in this relationship. And I have people saying, well, people, Justin, Justin, people changes. People change. And that just happened. That's in relationships. And I understand that. But I'm going to tell you guys what's killing me. And we'll get to the pointers just to make this to continue to have that that positive feedback. Because I want to help the grievers, not make you angry. Right. I wanted to share my story so I can let you know what I'm going through right now because I think that what makes it more real when you have somebody that you can relate to, that feel your pain, that understand, that have that thought process and that mindset of hurt and pain and anger. So I understood that change. But what what's hurt me is because of what I did go through with my dad when I was 13 by losing him. It feels like I'm going through that all over again. I'm losing somebody that I truly, truly, truly love and it felt like I had no say-so or uh, no power to stop it. That's what I'm feeling right now. That's the emotional state that I'm in right now at this moment. I have better days sometimes, some better than others, of course. But right now, that's what I feel like. Like I said, I just seen this person and, and it broke my heart. I, I I wanted to cry. I wanted to say something, but I'm done talking. I can't. I can't say anything to the person. I don't want to talk to him because I'm like it hurts too bad. Because this person is still alive, but I can't be with him. To love someone you love so much that you can't have is devastating. It's a devastating feeling. And I'm sharing these things because I know I got family and friends that are probably going to listen to this. And I love them. And I have strangers that's going to listen to this. And I love y'all as well. But you got to keep your head up. You have to keep fighting. You have to. You can't stop. Right? No matter if that person did you wrong. No matter if you did that person wrong. You wasn't perfect in the relationship or whatever it may be. Don't continue to beat yourself up too long. Allow yourself to grieve. Allow yourself to go through those, through those, you know, through the motions. But don't allow yourself to sit there and soak in it too long. Because you got to make sure you get better at just taking care of yourself. And that's what I'm going to do. Right? I can't stay down in this. And I felt like I was done wrong. I do. And I felt like in the relationship I wasn't perfect. Of course, not by any means. I ain't going to say I was perfect. I know I never cheated, never thought about cheating. I never thought about divorce, never thought about leaving the relationship. I was not going to run from it. I was going to face it head on. And I felt secure in that. And this pain that I feel so deeply deep down and bad is because it felt like it ended abruptly. Without a real cause. And I'm dying because I didn't want my son to grow up in a separate home. Two separate homes. I wanted to fight for that. So I made sure I thought. Right. We had a communication issue, but I thought I communicated enough to say. I didn't you know, this is what I want, the person that I have a child with. I even said I joked about it. I like, man, look, you already married me now. We stuck. But once we have a child, that contract is like void. Like it, it ain't no ain't no running once we have a child. And, you know, I was joking, but I meant it. Because when you have a child, I want us to be together. That's two parents that should work it out no matter what. Make that sacrifice for that child so that child can understand and grow up with those values. He's still going to grow up with those values because I'm going to make sure he learned that and still be able to uh, treat whoever he gets with the best that he possibly can. But understand that he cannot control that person. And I wasn't a controlling human being. I was the most relaxed, easygoing person that you can possibly have. I wanted this person to be happy. I wanted them to do everything that they wanted to do in life with no restrictions, not not smothering them, nothing like that. But it still, still didn't work out in my favor. As much as I got to. Because when we first got in a relationship, I'm almost reverting back to that. I'm quiet. I don't want to talk. I'm hurting. Because just like with my dad, I felt betrayed. Right? By, you know, doctors and, 
you know, friends that I had and stuff like that, I felt betrayed. So I went quiet. I went in the shell. I got tired of talking to people. And I feel I feel like doing that now. I feel like going in the shell. I feel like retreating because I trusted someone with everything, with my heart, because I wear my heart on my sleeve. You know who I am. And I feel like it was stumped on, burnt, crushed, everything else by this one person. And it's hard for me to get over that. But I know I will. And you will too. Anybody that's out there grieving, you will too. Speak your truth just like I did. I'm sharing my story as realistically as I possibly can. Venting as I go through it. I didn't even write this one down. I usually write my episodes out. But I wanted the raw emotions of what I'm feeling right now. So I do apologize if I'm bouncing all over the place. But it is... A very uh, laser point emotion for me. And I've been allowing myself to feel it and understand it. And because I, me being in the mental health field, too, understanding that it's so many things that I'm getting exposed to, especially when you get in the field, you start to see things and hear things that you would have never seen if you wasn't in that field, right? So being in the mental health field, going through my mental health counseling class, I, I knew all about the grieving. I knew about depression. I knew about divorce and all these things. And I've seen these things. And I'm like, wow, it's crazy that so many people going through this, right? And that what helps me too. Because when you're grieving and you're going through that pain, you feel like you're the only person in the world to feel the way that you feel. And there's other people out there that feel similar or worse. And they have given in. They have committed suicide and done all these things. And I'm so sorry for those people that that felt that pain. Because this pain is so real. It, it don't let up. It don't let go. Like I say, everything you see and hear is about what you're going through. And you just want it to stop. You want it to end. I understand that. I truly do. But you have to fight. You have to speak. You have to voice voice it out to people. You have to, uh, you know, give that release. Music, uh, forcing yourself to go socialize. Even if you don't want to, you have to go do those things. And we're fixing to get in those, like, in the moment of those things that you can do. Because it's just the depression. And if I can say one last thing to that person that I felt like just destroyed me, is that I love them and I wish them the best. That's all I have left to say about that. Other than that, I have to grieve and 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 continue to replay these darn memories and thoughts and stuff that I have in my head that just was so great. Continue to replay the pain of what that person said to my face with a stone cold look like they didn't have a care in their world. I have to continue to replay the I have to continue to replay the things that they have said about me and drag my name through the mud to make me look horrible like a horrible person. I have to continue to replay those things every single day of my life. And somehow still get through. But with the support, with socializing and all those things. So with that, like I said, that person and then the other person that was along with the attacks, I love them. I wish you no harm. I would never do any harm to you or anybody else. That's not in me. I'm not that type of person. I want to change the world for the better. I used to be a certain way. I used to be that way. When my dad died, I used my anger to be a bully. I used my anger to do all types of other things. But as I got older, I learned that is not the way to do it. And now that I'm going through this pain again, I'm definitely not doing that. I'm I'm grieving. I've been hurting. I've been hurting too bad to do anything of the sorts of the things that I have been accused of. And I'm trying to get to the point that I can move on so I can help other people move on. But as I'm going through this pain, I'm going to walk you guys through that pain. And as the people that have grieved and you somehow made it through it, but I know that pain's still there. Congratulations. Continue to keep your head up and continue to move forward. The people that are grieving, keep your head up. I'm going to give you tips and pointers. Just listen to them and try to do them the best you can because they will make you better. And for those people 
that your life is, you know, great right now. Just understand that you're not exempt from that type of pain and prepare yourself. And I ain't just saying just be on edge that it's going to happen for you. But go ahead and build up your character and the things that you know that's good about you within yourself. So when that does happen, that you're good enough to bounce back while you grieve or you in those type of emotions. So you have to do, you have to take care of yourself. Because like I said, when you're depressed... It often feels like nothing in the world can make you feel better. Depression is a devious disorder. Because the symptom it creates can discourage you from completing the very actions or seeking the help that would begin your recovery. Lack of energy, low self-esteem, and dwindling excitement are some of the symptoms that make it hard to get out of the depressed state. For anyone experiencing this stuckness, including myself... Right. It's important to remember that depression is a very common and highly treatable disorder by treating it like any other physical disease and taking the action that will destroy the parasites infecting your mental state. You can conquer your depression. And I just want to share a couple of tips to make sure we all can get through it. You know, recognize and conquer your critical self attacks. Depression is often accompanied by a critical, self-destructive mentally that interferes with and distracts us from our daily lives. When depressed, people tend to accept this negative identity as a true representation of who they are. Many people fail to recognize that this sadistic point of view is actually the voice of a well-hidden enemy within. It's called the critical, critical inner voice is what they describe it as. And you you have to begin the process of just recognizing it and starting to conquer it. You cannot sit there and let that beat you up. Don't listen to these attacks, right? When they try to tell you not to pursue your goals, to isolate yourself, or to forego an activity you enjoy, this, this gives the voice even more power over you. Instead, when you notice these thoughts and attitudes, you have to, you have to just ignore them. You have to do better. Ask yourself, would you think such cruel thoughts about a friend or a family member who was experiencing the same struggles by having compassion? Um, you know, by having compassion for yourself and recognizing this inner voice as a destructive enemy. And you will begin to see who you are more clearly and realistically. Another one, think about what you could be angry at. With me, I know what I'm angry at. I'm angry that my relationship is ending. I'm not ready for it to end. I still feel like it's premature. I still feel like it's something I, I still, to me, I know, and I'm staying away from it. And I think that will hurt me too because I'm, I'm a doer. I want to fix it. So in me, I feel like I still can do something. I still can save it. In my mind, I still love that person. I know that person still loves me. What can I do? What? That's my mind, but it's over. And I haven't accepted it yet. So I know I'm angry that I can't fix this and that it's done. So that's what I'm angry at. Right. So you have to figure out what it is that's triggering your anger. And it's hard to accept it. It's hard to accept your anger. You want to vent. That's what made me get into fights and all this other stuff when I was younger because I was angry and I didn't know how to accept it. I didn't know how to realize it and find a a different way to vent. So you got to make sure you can do that and be active. Be active. Make sure you're just not sitting still. When you depress, your energy levels can drop drastically. But the last thing you want to do when feeling down is keeping yourself from getting up. So that's why I've been running two miles, three miles without stopping with my son every day. I've been sore, but that's just making, that's a part of it that's making me feel better, right? It ain't curing me, but it's helping me. It's better than, you know, I just spent this hour and a half outside instead of an hour and a half sitting in the house with my thoughts isolated. And that leads me to the next one. Don't isolate yourself. When you're depressed, grieving, all these things, you may hear thoughts telling you to be alone. Keep quiet and not to bother people with your problems. Again, these thoughts should be treated like parasites that try to keep your body from getting healthy. Don't listen to them. When you feel bad, even if you feel embarrassed, confining yourself in a friend or voicing your struggles can lighten your burden and begin the process of ending your unhappiness. I know this to be true. 
my podcast helped me does it helps me do this often. The, the support cast that I have then helped me so many times. But that's that up and down battle that I continue to fight. But don't isolate yourself. Fight, fight, fight. Do things you once like to do. Right? Even if you don't feel like it, still do it. Make yourself do it. I had to do that. That's running, right? Drawing, playing a video game with my son, being outside with my son, going to games, smiling, still posting on Facebook, posting positive things on Facebook. I'm doing those things, and I swear to you, I don't feel like doing it, right? I didn't want to do this podcast. I made myself because I enjoy doing my podcast. I like putting the inspiration out there, but I didn't want to do it, but I made myself, and you have to do the same thing. Continue to make yourself do things, even if you don't want to do it. Then the next thing, man, laughter cures all. Watch a funny TV show or a movie. It may seem silly or all too simple, but anything that makes you laugh or smile can actually help convince your brain you are happy. If you look at a depression as your critical inner voice having tricked you into feeling bad, then you can have your own tricks ready to fight depression. That's why I was telling the people, you may not be going through it now. Everything is all good and dandy, but make sure you start to set yourself up so when life do hit, because it will, that you're set up that you can't fight these type of emotions like depressions or these not emotions, but these things like depression. And don't punish yourself for feeling bad. I'm struggling with that one right now. Right. Feeling embarrassed, self-hating over depression will only increase your symptoms and discourage you from seeking help. Your critical thoughts toward yourself will try to keep you down any way that it can, including by attacking you for feeling down. It's important to take your side and have compassion for yourself at those difficult times. You can be curious, open, accepting, loving toward yourself, a much more appropriate attitude. Take your mental health seriously. Remember, depression is a very common and highly treatable disease. It's just a matter of recognizing you're feeling bad and finding a treatment that works for you. And that's all I wanted to say. It's no perfect, there's no one thing out there to help you with this. But just know that you have the power. You, Y-O-U, have the power to get over this. You have to be compassionate toward yourself. And I'm doing it. See, I don't want to, I want to practice what I preach. That's why I wanted to make this podcast today so y'all can hear the other side of me. You can hear the anger that I have towards what I'm going through right now. You can hear the sadness of me having to go through divorce. And everybody that's involved, the other person, our son, their family, my family, all those things. I wanted you to hear the rawness and realness of that and me not just always give advice and give pointers. I'm a human being and real just like anybody else out there. And I'm definitely not perfect. I may put pictures out there and videos on Facebook because I'd rather put positivity out there than always dwell on a negative or something sad. That's what my Facebook page is about. And I think that's what it should be about. I'm not telling anybody not to post anything that they don't want to. You post whatever you feel like posting. That's up to you. But I'm telling you what I would rather focus on is positive. And I know a lot of people that may be looking up and be like, man, just you have always been this, this person or happy and give great inspiration. But I hurt just as bad. That's why I can give inspiration because I ain't felt that pain. I'm going through it. This is a new one that I can add to it. Right. I had already had Delph and Delph of losing someone I truly love just took me to another level on its own. Once I was able to recognize some of the signs and get myself out of uh hurting myself and hurting others because I hurt and all those things just attacking it in the wrong way I was able to stand and face it look in the mirror and understand who was doing it to himself at that point and that was me I love life don't get don't get me wrong guys I under I do I do love life and everything that it offers but I pain myself because I have bounced jobs I have it's been hard for me to find something that I truly love to do. It's not out of laziness. If it was laziness, I wouldn't have as many jobs on my resume. These are facts. I have continued to search and reinvent myself to find out what I like to do, what I love to do, and seeing how I can make money so I can support myself and my family. That's to summarize my whole, everything that I've been trying to do. But I have been judged for that, criticized for it. And people say that, you know, the the, the, the um, successful people, they'll say that. You know, you're going to be criticized and judged by, the, by people. 
And the ones you're going to be judged and criticized by is sometimes the ones you love the most. Right? And I'm thinking like, not me. Not me. I got the people that's in my inner circle, we're solid. And it was the person that was standing right next to me, I felt, that betrayed me the worst. Especially the way that they went about it. It wasn't a friendship type of dump. It wasn't a, we've been through 13 years and let me have respect for this person type of dump. It was a straight up disrespectful, hardest way that you can go about it. And I have to accept it. I have to accept it and I have to forgive that person. I have to. I have to find a way to forgive them. Like I said, I still love them and I wish them the best and I still help them. Even when they have hurt me over and over and over again, I help without even saying a word. And I don't want to. I want to stop myself, but that's a point of me getting over this grieving point. Or like I was saying, don't I, I'm not going to continue to punish myself for feeling bad, right? I'm gonna make sure I watch funny TV shows and movies, and I, you know, don't just sit here and soak in it. I'm gonna make sure I continue to do things that I love doing, that I know I, I love doing. I'm, I'm not going to isolate myself. I'm gonna continue to be active, right? So. Then I'm going to recognize and I'm going to conquer that self or that critical self attacks that I continue to do on myself. And the way I can do that is just by doing what I'm doing right now. I'm venting. You can see as I keep coming back to what's making me angry, what's making me sad. Throughout this whole podcast, I ain't done that. And I want to help those beautiful individuals out there, man. If y'all going through it, man, I'm telling you, I love you guys. Keep your head up. Make sure you vent, right? But don't continue to give it power. You're going to feed it. I can feel myself. I feed it every now and then. I have to snatch my hand back before I I continue to feed it because that's what I've been doing. And to be honest with you, sometimes it feels good. It does. It feels good to be angry, to be so angry. And you want that person, I, I do, I want that person to feel my pain. I don't want them to go out here and feel happy while I'm sitting up here and I feel like my world is freaking destroyed. And you running around here all jolly. I, that's what I feel. I have those days where I feel that way. Like today, I felt that way. I felt extremely sad to be around that person. And I could feel that they were, was around and I felt like they were just jolly, just happy. And I was mad. And sad about the whole situation. But I'm going to continue to fight. I know who I am at the heart of me. And the people that I love the most. And the people that love me the most. They know who I am in my heart. And that's why I don't have to explain myself. And they know. I don't mean no harm to anybody. And I wouldn't cause any harm to anybody. Because I love people that much. Because I know we all one day. Is going to be called away from this world. So I want to love those people as much as I can, as much as I see them now, because I know we all go through it, especially with all the things that's going on in this world. The, you know, the disease that you can catch, sicknesses, all these type of things, injuries and all this stuff that can happen to a person. I have no time to sit up here and hate you because stuff is going to happen. And you want to be feeling it just the way I feel right now. And I want to make sure I still can give you that hand, even if you did me wrong. Even if we haven't talked in years. I still want to be that person that can come and encourage you and offer you an ear or give you a hug, make you smile. I'm still going to be that person. And everybody that knows me knows that to be true. But guys, I want to go ahead and end this podcast. And I want to end it saying this. I want to end it on a high note. I want to end it by personally, uh, you know, first by saying, guys, I love myself. I do. I would not call harm to myself or anybody else. I wanted to make sure that's known. What I have stated in this podcast is just thoughts that I feel or that I know people go through. And I love who I am. I love life. I'm going to continue to fight. That's all I know. I'm going to continue to make this podcast. I'm going to continue to fight uh, for my dream and find something that I truly love because I still haven't found that thing that I love. Beside my podcast, I haven't found something that made me money yet. Let's put it that way. My podcast don't make me money. I do it for free. All right? But I know I love doing this, so I'm going to continue to fight for that. And you should too. Don't ever let no person try to fight you or tell you not to do your dream. You fight for it, and you're going to have bad days. But you fight for what you love, I'm telling you. you, you 
At least you wouldn't at the end of, at the end of your life on your deathbed be like, man, I wish I would have just did that more. Just go ahead and do it. You're gonna be judged by it anyway, by strangers, by people that love you. You're gonna be judged anyway. You might as well do it, and that's what I'm gonna do. These are my raw thoughts and my raw emotions, and I want you guys to understand that I love myself above all. The second thing, for all those people out there grieving, um, for all those people that maybe hurt someone, right? Hurt someone in a relationship or any type of relationship, anyone that probably ain't going through it, look, I love all of you guys. And I wish y'all a beautiful life. I truly, truly do. From the bottom of my heart, I'm telling you guys, I love you. Life is going to come at us at different angles, but it's about how you respond to it. How much power you give to it. Your mindset, your perspective. You have to protect that. You have to protect your mind. Positivity. You may not think one quote, reading one positive quote a day is going to help you. It does. Because thinking one negative thought a day, what do you think that leads you? All right. So what you do, what you say and how you feel is very, very important. And you have to make sure you take note of those things. Just like you will, you keep notes on your phone or you got some type of calendar or some type of task manager thing to keep up with bills and all those things. You need to be able to do that with yourself, with your mindset, the way you feel, with your thoughts. You need to be able to do that constantly. That's the way that you're going to build up a positive bubble around you. So when that negative starts to kind of get into that space, all that positive is going to eat it up real quick. It won't stay there for long. So don't beat yourself up. Allow yourself to feel. Allow yourself to go through these emotions. But don't stay there, guys. I love you guys so much. It started off with Why Not Me. I got to figure out what I love. Continue to pursue it. Create that dream for myself so I can create that dream for others. That's why I came to the Why Not You movement. Want to make sure that you guys or everybody out there is living according to them, living the life that they want to live to the highest, and then we will do it together. That's the Why Not Us movement. Love you guys. Peace. I'll be a better man today.